and welcome to this week's episode of Until Green Card Do Us Part, a weekly show where we address the issues that immigration-based marriages made a few feet short of heaven create for American citizens and their families. I'm your host, John Sampson, CEO of CSI Consulting. In this week's episode, we're going to discuss the reason why USCIS does not aggressively root out fraud. And the reason why USCIS ignores reported fraud is because it is incompatible with their stated mission statement as being a, quote, customer service, unquote, agency. Let me explain. In 1883, a poet named Emma Lazarus penned a sonnet entitled The New Colossus. Now, not many people know who Emma Lazarus was or even knows what the title of the poem entails. However, when we get to the end of the poem, you will instantly recognize it for what it is, the mantra of the open border cartel. It is the underlying philosophy of open borders and pro-immigrant rights organizations. So here's the poem. Not unlike the brazen giant of Greek fame, with conquering limbs astride from land to land, here at our sea-washed sunset gates shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is the imprisoned lightning and her name Mother of Exiles. From her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome. Her mild eyes command the airbridge harbor that Twin Cities frame. Keep ancient lands your storied pomp, cries she, with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. It is this poem that is the foundation of the mistaken belief that coming to this country as an immigrant is somehow a God-given right, a human right, and somehow an embodiment of social justice. When this was written in 1883, U.S. immigration policy and procedure required arriving immigrants to be detained at Ellis Island, inspected by immigration inspectors, customs inspectors, and public health doctors. They were oftentimes detained while all this went on, and if they were afflicted with a communicable disease or otherwise inadmissible, they were denied entry to the U.S. and sent home without a hearing before an immigration judge. Since that time, immigration policy and the process has evolved to where the least amount of inconvenience is heaped upon the alien. The Center for Immigration Studies, a nonprofit organization in Washington, D.C., recently posted an article on April 2nd in which they addressed the proposed rule change in federal regulations regarding the submission and adjudication of applications for immigration benefits. The proposed rule change was announced by USCIS on Thursday, April 1st, 2021. The article states, 
Another day, another instance of the Biden political appointees at the Department of Homeland Security ignoring laws that they dislike. Instead of going through notice and comment rulemaking as required under the Administrative Procedure Act, or APA, to revise regulations or getting Congress to pass legislative changes, the Biden administration seems to believe it can unilaterally create its preferred immigration system with impunity. The most recent examples of this was yesterday's announcement by U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, or USCIS, that it will allow applicants to submit incomplete applications. Now, to a casual observer, this might not sound like a big deal, but it is. The requirements for properly filling and filing applications and petitions are clearly spelled out in Title VIII of the Code of Federal Regulations, specifically 8 CFR 103.2. It says, Preparation and submission, every form, benefit request, or other document must be submitted to DHS and executed in accordance with the form instructions regardless of a provision of 8 CFR Chapter 1 to the contrary. The form's instructions are hereby incorporated into the regulations requiring its submission. Each form, benefit request, or other document must be filed with the fee or fees required by regulation. All USCIS fees are generally non-refundable regardless of the benefit request or other service is approved, denied, or how much time the adjudication or processing requires. Except as otherwise provided in this chapter, fees must be paid when the request is filed or submitted. Ideally, applicants and petitioners only submit perfect applications and petitions, meaning a completed form with all evidence and fees included that efficiently allows an adjudicator to make and approve or deny decision. Reality is a different animal, and the adjudicative process drags on inefficiently. As a threshold matter, USCIS does not even begin to adjudicate a benefit request until the agency accepts the request and processes the required fee or fees, if any. According to the USCIS policy manual, in order for USCIS to accept the benefit request, a submission must satisfy all applicable acceptance criteria. That is a direct quote. The agency explains that this generally means, one, a complete, properly executed form with a proper signature, two, correct fees, and three, the required initial evidence for intake purposes as directed by the form's instructions. Accepting the form does not guarantee approval for the benefit request. It is merely the threshold requirement that initiates adjudicator review. If the officer is unable to make the adjudicative decision, he or she may issue a request for evidence or RFE to give the requester an opportunity to supplement the record. 
When adjudicators issue RFEs, it delays the final determination and contributes to USCIS backlogs. On the other hand, USCIS is supposed to reject benefit requests that do not meet these minimum requirements. As outlined in the policy manual, reasons for rejection may include one, incomplete benefit requests, two, improper signature or no signature at all, three, use of an outdated version of a USCIS form at time of submission, and four, principal application error, and five, incorrect fee, including missing fees or fees in the wrong amount. In 2019, senior Trump administration political leadership at USCIS discovered that the agency was accepting woefully incomplete forms I-589, I-612, I-918, and I-485 applications for adjustment of status in violation of the form instructions and regulations. For those understandably unfamiliar with USCIS form numbers, the, the four forms at issue are Form I-589, Application for Asylum and for Withholding of Removal, Form I-612, Application for Waiver of the Foreign Residence Requirement under Section 212E of the Immigration and Nationality Act as amended, Form I-918, Petition for U, Non-Immigrant Visa Status, and Form I-485, Application for Adjustment of Status and Registration. By way of example, the form instructions for Form I-589 say the following. You must type or print all of your answers in black ink on Form I-589. Your answers must be completed in English. Form completed in a language other than English will be returned to you. You must provide the specific information requested about you and your family and answer all the questions asked. If any question does not apply to you or you do not know the information requested, answer, quote, none, unquote, quote, non-applicable, unquote, or, quote, unknown, unquote. You must provide detailed information and answer the questions as completely as possible. If you file your application with missing information, we may return it to you as incomplete. The agency's past practice of accepting these benefit requests in violation of the rejection criteria and regulations was not merely a technical violation. Instead, the agency was complicit in giving work permits to illegal aliens who are and were ineligible for the underlying benefit sought and contributed to the record backlogs on various benefit types. For example, the system is overrun with fraudulent, frivolous, and otherwise non-meritorious asylum claims because it is free to file an asylum application, and the illegal alien can get a work permit just on the basis of a pending application. And if that wasn't bad enough, the initial work permits are also free. The U-Visa is another often exploited program by illegal aliens. USCIS was accepting notable numbers of Form I-918, another free form, by the way, without basic information included. In some instances, full pages were left blank, which again gave a free work permit to illegal aliens without a valid claim for relief. 
The Trump leadership team at USCIS properly ended this practice and began applying the rejection criteria spelled out on the form instructions. Even though the burden is always on the alien to establish eligibility for a benefit under the provisions of the matter of Brantigan, a BIA decision hearkening back to 1966, critics derided the move to adhere to regulatory requirements as, quote, unfairly, unquote, rejecting forms due to blank spaces for allegedly inapplicable fields. In a benign-sounding web alert entitled USCIS confirms elimination of blank space criteria, the agency announces it has reverted back to the rejection criteria that existed for those forms before October of 2019. USCIS will no longer reject Form I-589, Form I-612, Form I-918, or I-485 if an applicant leaves a blank space. The implications of this cannot be understated. Tens of thousands of ineligible illegal aliens will obtain work permits and slow walk the inevitable denial, assuming, of course, that the adjudicators still apply the current laws on the books. Accepting a deluge of incomplete applications will divert limited USCIS resources from processing properly filed benefit requests, adding unnecessary and unfair delays in the adjudicative process for those who are stupid enough to follow the rules. In the U visa context, it is doubtful that U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, will remove any illegal alien with a pending U visa petition, no matter how bogus the claim is. If Biden administration people want to change the rejection criteria for the forms in question, it has that right, regardless of how misguided that might be in practice. However, this administration, like its predecessors, is bound by the APA if it wants to make changes. By ignoring the APA, the Biden administration is cutting legal corners to reach its policy objectives. So it's back to business as usual before Trump. Never mind the level of fraud in the filing for adjustment of status and U visa and asylum applications will skyrocket. The purpose of this rule revision is to allow as many illegal aliens as possible to get work permits, even if the alien is ineligible for the underlying benefit that they are seeking. Filing a bogus application for adjustment of status, a bogus application for asylum, or a bogus U visa petition knowing they're not eligible with the intent of simply getting a work permit or EAD is yet another form of fraud, and the rule change the Biden administration is enacting by executive order is just one more clear indication of fraud and corruption on the part of USCIS. Now, as I said last week, illegal aliens can simply file a fraudulent application for adjustment to LPR status, wait 90 days, and then receive an EAD. The same is true for an I-589 application for asylum and an I-918 application for a U visa. Once they have the EAD, they can apply for a legitimate Social Security number, and even under the Real ID Act, they can legally obtain a driver's license because they have an application for permanent resident status or asylum or U visa status pending. This is also true for other applications as well. 
with a social security number and a driver's license, they can get a job, board an aircraft, etc. The Citizenship and Immigration Services Ombudsman estimated that 325,569 EADs were issued to ineligible aliens between May of 2004 and February of 2006. The latest information obtained from the public portal website for USCIS shows processing times for adjustment of status applications, Form I-485, taking anywhere from a low of 12 months to up to, get this, 63 months, depending on which office one looks at. That's over five years. All the while, an alien who is statutorily ineligible to adjust status gets a work permit for the entire five years, and even longer if he or she files an appeal with the Administrative Appeals Unit in Washington, D.C., if they are initially denied. And U visa petitions take 58 to 59 months. Again, all the while an alien who knows they are ineligible files the incomplete petition and 90 days thereafter applies for and gets an employment authorization document or work permit, which brings with it a social security card, driver's license, and all sorts of goodies. Courtesy of USCIS, the Immigration Immigrant Facilitator. And if you think this is bad, this ought to toast your bagels. There is no information provided on the USCIS public portal website listing the processing times for an application for asylum or withholding of removal, also known as a Form I-589. That's right. You heard it correctly. It is so backlogged that they're not even putting that information out to the public. In effect, we have, a three, we have three immigration-based agencies within the Department of Homeland Security, ICE, CBP, and USCIS. While CBP and ICE are busily defending the United States and its citizens against terrorists, gang members, criminals, foreign intelligence agents, and your garden variety illegal alien, USCIS is welcoming them to America with open arms, in effect undoing all of the hard work ICE and CBP does with the stroke of their pen. I don't know how many cases I had over the course of my career where we got an order of deportation against a criminal alien. We're out looking for that alien to arrest and remove, only to have him or her waltz into a USCIS office and get a green card, thereby overturning the deportation order from the judge. To say it was frustrating doesn't even come close. The reason why USCIS is disinterested in dealing with fraud is because it detracts from their stated mission, which is to enable foreign nationals to easily come to this country and to make it as painless and expeditious as possible for people to immigrate to the United States. By aggressively combating fraud, it makes it difficult for aliens to enter and remain in this country as immigrants, especially if they're attempting to do so fraudulently. Any attempt to ensure the integrity of the immigration system, by definition, defeats the stated intent and mission of USCIS, and it interferes with the mantra laid out in The New Colossus. As we've seen previously, USCIS does not want to be a law enforcement agency. They want to be a social services agency, benefit-granting welcome wagon, as former U.S. Congressman Tom Tancredo calls USCIS. 
As such, there is no serious attempt to combat fraud. All the rhetoric about ensuring the integrity of our immigration system is just hot air and posturing designed to placate the American public. Now, I had said last week we were going to get into actual cases. With the developing crisis on the border and the Biden administration's transparent move to fling the gates wide open, we needed to go down this road this week. I promise real marriage fraud cases will be coming soon. But we've run out of time for this week, so please feel free to comment on the Facebook page entitled Until Green Card Do His Part or email me at csiinvestigations at netecin, that's N-E-T-E-C-I-N dot net. Uh, Thank you for listening, and I'm your host, John Sampson. See you next week.